Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Lens of Faith podcast. Today, we're going to talk about angels and how we have present angels around us all the time. They're not just angels sitting by God's throne in heaven. You know, there's angels that are actually walking with us and sometimes even manifest themselves in humans. And the Bible says that we don't even know that sometimes we're entertaining angels. And today I have a really sweet, special young guest. Yes, my own niece, Emily, her and her brother, she's 13 and he's nine, are actually visiting me for about 10 days. And we just started sharing our own stories of when we have encountered angels in our life. And we thought that we would just share these stories with you because they are so amazing. And it just shows that angels walk among us. Let's start out with Emily sharing a story that she has with her own encounter with angels at a young age. I think she was like 12 years old, right, Emily? Welcome, Emily, to the podcast. You know, you actually were on my childlike faith podcast, right? And now I have you again, not planned, but God planned this. (laughs) Yeah, it's so good to be here. (laughs) Tell us about your encounter with angels. So my encounter with angels was in Monterey. I was with my mom and my brother. It was like a week conference. And at the end of the conference, me and my brother got into a room and there was tents and different stations to do crafts. And we could pray in the tents or just, we couldn't talk to each other, but we just was having the experience with God. And so I went into a tent by myself, and I was laying on my back, and I started praying, and I also started crying. And as soon as that happened, a song came on, and I felt like God was speaking to me through the song. And then I felt like three angels appeared and were surrounding me and God, and I felt like I was in a circle, and like the angels were like protecting me that like nobody can interfere with my experience with him and then I would just um, having the experience with him it was unforgettable wow Emily that's an amazing story that's beautiful so let me ask you how did you know that it was angels that were in the room and not something else that you felt from God I felt it was angels because I feel like God told me like there was angels and I felt like they just appeared. It, I like I knew it was angels. It wasn't like a second thought. Like as soon as they appeared, like I well they didn't appear. They're always there, but like that was just more like they were trying like tell me that they were there. Wow, Emily, that's so amazing and such a beautiful story. Actually, I also have a story of an angel encounter when I was around your same age. It was miraculous. It was so surreal, and it filled me with awe. Even to this day, I'm just blown away by what happened. When I was only 13, my best friend at the time, her sister was really sick, and she was in the hospital, and she didn't know me at all. She was a little older than us, and she asked me if I would stay overnight in the hospital. And you know me, I hate hospitals. I'm like, no, blood, needles. I don't even go to hospitals, right? But because she was my friend, I said that I would go and I would stay overnight with her sister that was really sick. And I don't even know her sister. So the whole idea made me very uncomfortable. But because she was my friend, I said yes. So that night in the hospital, as I was sleeping on the cot, 
I woke up randomly in the middle of the night and I saw Kim, her sister, gasping for air. And I don't even know how I would ever know to do this. Like in my own natural self, I wouldn't. But not knowing anything medical or anything, I ran to her bed and somehow knew to reconnect her breathing tube. And then I ran to get help from the nurses in the hallway and I was shouting, she can't breathe, she can't breathe, come quick. And they frantically came to her room and they saw I connected her oxygen. And the nurse told me, if you would have run to get help right away, which most people would have done, she would have died. She was actually on her last breath when you reconnected her breathing tube. I'm telling you, it was crazy. It was like it wasn't even me doing it. It was like angels took over my body. It's hard to explain, but it was supernatural for sure. Wow, that's so amazing, Auntie Lily. You just told everyone my family nickname. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how did you know that you were supposed to save that person? Any nurse could have walked in and saved her, but how did you know you were supposed to do that? I don't know. It's kind of strange, just like you, how you just knew it was angels. Like, I just remember I was actually around your age. I just knew it was angels. The way I woke up out of the blue, and I just felt like they were directing me straight to her bed to plug in her machine. And it really didn't make sense and how I would even know to do that. So I just really felt like angels were like directing me and leading me to her bed. And I just don't know how to explain it. But just like you, I knew it was angels. Well, I think that's amazing that like you don't even like hospitals, but you happen to be there in the moment to save that girl and that God had a purpose, great purpose for her life. He wanted this amazing story to give him glory. That's so true. That's so true. But I think that at that young age, I didn't really understand the weight of that, you know, how powerful that moment really was. But it wasn't until later on in life that I was reminded of this amazing story and how God used me in such a great way. So my friend's sister, Kim, and I never really became friends after that incident. In fact, we didn't even reconnect until later in life. 15 years later, a middle-aged man came up to me at an event that we happened to both be at, at a church event, and he had tears in his eyes, and he told me, thank you. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have my wonderful wife and children. I was confused at first, and I was like, I think he has the wrong person. I didn't know what he was talking about until he told me, I'm Kim's husband. You saved her life when she was younger and in the hospital. I was like, wow, I lost track of my friend when I was younger because we moved and I never thought I would see her sister or her ever again. And for us to be at the same event, everything came full circle. And it was like God wanted to remind me and that family of his goodness and his supernatural power. And since then, I have seen her about three times. Even most recently, like a couple years ago, I bumped into her again at a mutual friend's son's birthday party. And when we sat down to eat, she told the whole table full of guests, let me tell you how I know Leah. She saved my life. It says in Psalm 40, many, Lord my God, are the wonders you have done, the things you have planned for us. None can compare with you. Were I to speak and tell of your deeds, they would be too many to declare. Without a doubt, angels guided my every move that night. Every single moment of that night was orchestrated by angels. And I was just a vessel that God used. 
He loves to use people, especially children, to give Him glory. Like we talked about on childlike faith, you know, children just believe and they're not skeptical and they believe that God is who He says He is and all those beings, angels, His Spirit, all of it's true and they don't doubt it. They just believe that Jesus is so real and so God really uses children to display His wonders. And that's why he says that we as adults must become like little children in order to enter the kingdom of God so that we can see and believe everything that's true about who God is. He also says in Matthew, See that you do not despise one of these little children. For I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. I have my nephew, Caleb, here who's nine years old. He wanted to jump on and say a quick something about his moment with angels. What you got for us, Caleb? God spoke to me. And it was just like an angel walked into the room. So that's why I was literally like crying and praying and crying and praying and I am going to send people to heaven when I grow up. And this is a serious moment when that happened. So that's why I will do this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Caleb, you're so adorable. I don't know even what to do right now. You're so cute. But I just wanted you to share how you have had your own angel encounter and that you have felt angels in your presence as well. I'm telling you guys, God is so powerful. He loves to speak to children. He loves to show off his wonders to children and even adults that have a childlike heart. He loves to show up and show off and show who he really is and all his majesty and all his power. You know, a lot of times we encounter angels and we don't actually physically see an angel. You know, we think of angels of these large beings that are just really bright with a halo and large wings, kind of like in the movies, right? But the Bible tells us in Hebrews not to forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without even knowing it. So angels come in all shapes and forms. It's not like a Hallmark movie a lot of times, right? But I can tell you, I know for a fact that I feel angels protecting me every day. Like the Bible says, you know, he has sent them to protect us. And every day I feel that they are protecting me from harm. I know they have shielded me from maybe near-death car accidents or if I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time. Oftentimes I sense a host of angels. In Psalm, he tells us, the angel of the Lord encamps those who fear him and he delivers them. And the Lord will command his angels concerning us to guard us in all of our ways. I see them as God's heavenly security guards. There's other purposes for angels as well. You know, angels give praise to God. They're also God's messengers. And Luke, we're told, suddenly there was a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God, saying glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. You know, we're also told that there's a host of angels that are constantly right now, nonstop, just worshiping Jesus. Holy, 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 right? And in Revelation, you know, John heard them saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. 
angels do not have the same relationship with Christ as we do. They have not experienced the heartaches and disappointments of life. They also have not experienced the redeeming and saving power of Jesus Christ. However, salvation and the reach of God are so very evidenced in heaven. The angels rejoice and exclaim and praise His wondrous power and provision. Angels are messengers from God. We can't effectively pray to angels to deliver our petitions to God, as some religions may claim, right? But in Genesis 18, we read about Abraham and his visit from three men. One of the angels in the form of a man promised Abraham, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Angels, however, can have the appearance of earthly men, as we talked about. They can be among us, right? They could be walking among us. We could be hosting angels and never even know it, right? Abraham treated the visitors that he had with generous hospitality as though they were men, but one was actually Jesus. Angels protect us. They worship God. They're God's messengers. There's many ways that God uses his angels. Even Satan recognized the presence and power of angels within the life of Jesus. In a sense, he dared Jesus to summon the guard of angels with the hope that it would diminish the perfection of the sacrificial offering. Notice that Jesus did not request the angels to intervene, but did not negate the truth of the power and presence of angels either. The same angelic protections available to Jesus during this life are made at the ready for each of us as well. In Genesis 28, 12, Jacob dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending were on it. This imagery assured Jacob of the spiritual connection between heaven and earth. He was reminded of the grace and destiny for both himself and his family. So angels strengthen and comfort believers as well. They comfort us in times of sorrow. As Jesus was strengthened by an angel in his most trying time in the Garden of Gethsemane. In Luke 22, the Bible tells us, Pray that you will not fall in temptation. And he knelt and prayed, Father, if you're willing to take this cup from me, yet not my will but yours be done. But an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. Angels have also been known to carry out God's judgment. They carry out God's judgment against the ungodly. In Genesis 19, we read about the two angels who visited Lot while he lingered in Sodom. Even though Lot offered his daughters in the stead of the request from the Sodomites, the angels saved Lot from harm by blinding the men. Angels also play a large part in the time of tribulation, and it's all detailed in Revelation 8 and 9. Angels also help transition believers into eternity. As in Luke 16, we read about the death of Lazarus and how angels carried him into Abraham's bosom. Angels will be of great service transporting believers to heaven at the time of Jesus' return, according to 1 Thessalonians 4. So we know that angels are very important in the kingdom of God. Well, friends, that about wraps up today's teaching on angels. I hope that this message has enlightened you, no pun intended, (laughs) and given you greater insight and understanding on the purpose of angels. They are greatly used in our life and in the kingdom of God. God loves His angels, and He, He sends them out and commissions them for many great tasks. We may not ever know the great role that angels have played in our lives. 
I want to thank Emily and Caleb for being on the show and sharing their stories on angels. Thank you guys for being on the show today. Thank Thank you you for having us. Yeah, we love you. Oh, I love you too. Love you. Well, friends, that ends today, and I'm going to pray us out, and I'm going to have Emily join us. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for commissioning and sending your angels to protect us, to be your messenger, to guide us in times of need, Lord God. We will never know the help that they are to us, Lord God. Help us to be sensitive to your presence and and to your heavenly realm, Lord God, so that we would know and and be more aware of your heavenly beings, Lord. We want to know you. We want to know your ways. We want heaven to come down to earth, Lord God. And so we pray for more encounters with angels, Lord God, that would be more sensitive to your presence and more sensitive to the heavenly realm that we might not know or understand. But we want to know you, Lord God. We want to know more about you, Lord God. So thank you for angels and thank you for who you are, Lord God. We love you so much. Yeah, and I also want to pray that everyone who might not have interactions with angels, will see angels and know they're there and have a sensitive spirit to God and angels and that they'll have miraculous experiences with the Holy Spirit and angels. And I also want to pray that God's children will all know when angels are around and know that they're protecting them and know and are sensitive to and that they feel the presence of angels. Amen. Make sure to sign up to get all the blog and podcast updates at leahmariecarson.com. Follow on Instagram at The Lens of Faith. Subscribe to The Lens of Faith podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Remember, friends, life becomes clearer when you focus through the lens of faith. Talk to you soon. Bye.